A doula, D-O-U-L-A, is one who is trained and sometimes certified to provide support directly to individuals and families during their reproductive years. But if you work with a doula, what are some examples of the kind of support you can expect? On today's episode, I talk with three full-spectrum doulas in the Washington, D.C. area. For these doulas, full spectrum most simply describes a belief in the critical importance of control over decisions about one's own body, which translates to a willingness to support another person as they make choices about birth control or abortion. In many cases, it means having to get creative about helping another person gain access to those choices. And sometimes it simply means supporting another person as they face unwanted circumstances of infertility, miscarriage, loss, a diagnosis, or a change of plans. Welcome to Doula Cafe. I'm Jenny Bennett, and I'm the co-founder of Hello Tapestry, a doula group in Washington, D.C., and I'll be the facilitator for today's episode. We're going to hear from a few doulas sharing about when they first learned about the word doula, the existence and the purpose of the role. And in the last part of today's show, we'll hear two brief stories of doulas supporting birth outcomes that did not go according to plan. Today we have Mia Sitterson, Sarah Peterson, and Iman Newsom. And first we'll hear from Mia. Thanks for being with us, Mia. Hi, thanks, Jenny. So I, um, I think I'm rare in that I was kind of raised with the word in my vocabulary, which is pretty cool. Um, but I was born at home with my mom had both a midwife and a doula. Um, and so that was normalized for me growing up. Um, and so far as I knew what their what their purpose was, I had seen like my, my mom's birthing videos and had seen the way that doulas and midwives can provide like hands-on support and emotional support. And I had heard stories from my mom about um, what it was like to have three kids and then have a fourth and uh, be responsible for so much at once. And to have um, a doula in her life was so valuable. And then after my little sister was born, she also had a, a postpartum doula. So that was definitely like normalized for me. I never thought I would get involved as one myself until, um, so my, my undergrad degree was in anthropology, which is basically just the study of human culture. Um, and I, I was in a class where we were talking about miscarriage and people's spiritual responses to miscarriage and how they cope. And I was doing research and it was like, just down this rabbit hole of researching um, how people cope with different birth outcomes, basically. And I came across this article about um, doulas filling in the gaps between medical providers and specifically LGBT patients. Um, and I that kind of stuck with me. I kept returning to that um, whenever I had like free reign on research topics, just like having to write essays in school, I gravitated towards birth and um, and specifically doulas and how they, how they change um, maternal outcomes for the better, um, particularly with people of color and with, with queer folks. So 
that's kind of how it all started. And then I realized I thought I might be good at it. Um, and so I signed up for a training without knowing a whole lot. And I'm very happy I did. So Mia grew up with Doula as a household name. In the next segment, we'll hear a little more from her about what she continued to learn about the role during her college studies. A kind of recurring thing that came up was the role, the potential role of a doula in bridging the gap between um, doctors understanding, medical professionals in general, like their understanding and their training, um, and then what a patient or a birthing person um, might be experiencing. Um, So that was the first time that I really understood um, really what a doula could do. That was the first time I understood of the potential for doulas to be advocates, um, and, and also the first time that I could differentiate between what a doula did and what a midwife did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear about how it was always part of your vocabulary from pretty much forever. Since you were <laughs> first born, you always knew that doulas existed, but you mm-hmm. you really hadn't seen the, the full scope of, of the purpose of the work until much later but so yeah that that was really interesting to hear you say that you hadn't really it hadn't really ever come into your consciousness when you were young you know really young a child as far as the difference between the doula role and the midwife role you just knew that they were both important to the experience that your parents had had but you didn't know exactly why right I always feel like it's so important to talk about what we do as doulas so that more people can really understand uh, the critical importance of it and the reasons why it is important that someone who uh, who has no medical training, at least not in this in this role, in this capacity, why would that person be so important? And what are the ways that that person is important to um, to the experience of giving birth or to other experiences across the reproductive health realm spectrum. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's something we can dive a little bit more into, but next I want to go to over to you, Sarah, and hear a little bit about how you first heard the word doula. When did, when did that occur? What, what was your first impression of, of that role when you first heard about it? Yeah, absolutely. So I heard the first time, at least that I recall hearing the term doula was um, about 10 or so years ago in the context of my sister-in-law's um, uh, birth, her, her, the birth of her son, her first son. Um, she had quite a traumatic birth experience Um uh, she felt like she was in no way con- contr- in control of the, the situation. Um, and it, uh, her birth transpired into a um, cesarean that then resulted in several complications um, and impacted her ability to eventually breastfeed. So it was very traumatic 
for her. And I recall her, um, you know, relaying the story to me and sharing um, kind of the, the, the trauma and the heartache that she had around her first, the birth with her first son and vowed that with subsequent children that she was going to um, do all that she could to kind of um, empower herself and, and really find a birth team that was going to support her and her, her vision. And so um, she, as part of that birth team, um, she hired a doula and she um, worked very closely with that doula and went on to have a successful um, uh, vaginal birth after cesarean or VBAC and, um, and uh, felt very empowered by, by that experience. And so that's the first time that I really learned about what a, who a doula is and what role they, they can play. And it so resonated with me. I'm, I'm someone who has always been very quite fascinated with um, pregnancy and with birth and um, more so in, in terms of our biology, but also kind of the, the kind of, um, transformation that happens when, um, uh, you know, a, a pregnant or birthing person goes through that experience. Um, and so I, I was so inspired by hearing that there, there is a person, um, that can support you, not medically, but kind of through this transformation that is pregnancy, birth, um, and postpartum. And um, so another interesting thing is when I, um, when I started to kind of investigate like a little bit more about the doula role. And as I prepared for my, the start of my own family, I knew for certain that I wanted a doula at, at my um, own um, children's births. But I also, um, started thinking more about the, the calling that I was feeling to myself, um, investigate what it would be like to be a doula and to think about, you know, training and certification. Um, and in doing, doing that, I, you know, came across doula um, trainings international DTI and um, had never really heard of the term full spectrum doula before. Um, until I started investigating kind of their curriculum and kind of their philosophy and, and, and mission around training and supporting doulas. And the full spectrum aspect just completely resonated with me. And in fact, I, in reflecting, I, I realized that early on when I was in high school, I served as um, a doula in many ways to my dear friend who had an abortion. And I, of course, I didn't know at the time that that's what I was doing, but I, I, I was there with her. I went to the, you know, appointment where she found out she was pregnant with the primary care physician. I, I you know I helped her emotionally kind of navigate what, what she wanted to do and, um, and, 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 all that that you know comes up with that and then i you know supported her through the decision of deciding that she it was best for her to to have an abortion 
and then supported her during that process as well as afterward. And, um, you know, like I said, I didn't have the the vocabulary of doula, but I was I was playing that role. And so I think, um, you know, over the course of my life, as I've learned more and more what a doula is, I've learned more and more that it just completely resonates with what I've already been doing in life and just feels like um, a really amazing way to um, to support and honor and nurture um, people in a, in a way that, um, they really need. And that, you know, is just a, a beautiful way to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always love those stories of, uh, you know, at the trainings that, that I've been a part of where people will, you know, not, not every doula story starts out that way, but, but, Quite often, I notice that um, in people's stories, they they talk about the natural pull towards, you know, fulfilling those roles in just for a friend, just as a companion. And then they found out later that there's actually a, a name for it, and that the name is doula. So I, I always feel very inspired by those stories because it just highlights the um, the the human natural desire and, and ability to support people um, through those life experiences. Thank you for sharing both of those, uh, those ends, bookends kind of, of, of your story. I, I was thinking about a few different points that you brought up as you were sharing that. And one had to do with the definition of full spectrum. So I wanted to touch on that quickly in that full spectrum for, you know, the particular training that you took means training to be a birth doula, a postpartum doula, and then studying reproductive health in other areas and taking what you learn as a support person for birth and postpartum and learning that you, in fact, can apply the exact same principles of support and care to people experiencing other events along the reproductive health spectrum. So those three components together equals full spectrum with the particular program that we're talking about. There's definitely different uh, ways that people define and use the word full spectrum, which are kind of interesting to dive into. I won't go into all of those uh, on all those different um, tracks right now, but I just wanted to, to touch on that. And then I felt that I thought it was also um, something important to touch on when you were sharing the story uh, about your sister-in-law, was it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Who, who, yeah, who went through her first experience giving birth, not feeling that she had the support that, you know, so it's always, uh, well, I would say it's a common thread that you often hear people talking about how they discovered um, the role of the doula simply by going through an experience where they were able to say at the other side of it, this is what support would have looked like for me. This, this is the support that I needed that I didn't have. And so they, they find out about the doula role simply by virtue of what they were missing what was absent from from their their experience and then they're able to seek out uh, 
a more supported experience the second time. But I think sometimes what happens in that is, is a little bit of um, misunderstanding of, uh, that the, the broader community, the broader um, you know, uh, consumer world, I suppose, um, has about doulas because, and I say that because I think often what will happen is that they hear these stories about, oh, this, you know, the first birth you, you had a C-section and then the second birth, your goal, your personal goal was to avoid having a second C-section. So then it has this effect sometimes of assigning those outcomes to the role of the doula, right? And that's not actually the primary purpose of doula work. We support all experiences and we follow the lead of the person who we are supporting. So if you, Sarah, want to go and have, let's say, a scheduled C-section for your second child, not, you know, if that were the, the circumstances that um, were before us as client um, doula relationships, then my role of, of, of doula would uh, shift towards supporting your personal goals. So I, I, I thought that it might um, be an interesting point to just clarify that, that I think sometimes as doulas, we get the, um, the reputation for for being a proponent of a, of a certain way of giving birth when it's actually that we're the proponent of what our client desires for their birth. Whatever that looks like, we support the process of getting all the puzzle pieces in place so that you have uh, the most supported experience possible. Absolutely. I, th I think that's a, a very important distinction and, and clarification. And I, you know, just kind of um, continuing along that thread, I, I think um, doulas are, are there to, to help equip you, right, with, with, with knowledge, with information, with support, and, and really both help you uncover and discover what what a, an, a quote unquote ideal situation looks like, but then to help you understand that though we might have this, um, you know, birth plan laid out, um, that might not how, be how it goes. And so then helping the, the you know, birthing person understand um, not only, you know, technically the different scenarios that might play out, but also helping them even in, you know, in, in real time in the birthing room or, or what, what, you know, whatever setting you're in, helping them to ask questions, helping them to slow down, helping them um, to um, really feel like they're part of their birth, of the birth story, right? And that can be done in many different ways. But I think that um, the doula can really help in that in that way. Um, a doula doesn't necessarily, you know, even if you want to have a, you know, a, a vaginal birth, you know, in a tub in your living room, that might not be how your birth unfolds, but the doula can help you. Even if it doesn't, the doula can help you um, feel like you are part of your story along the way.
Next, I want to go to Iman Newsom, my trustee co-founder. I know that your pathway was a little bit different and that you began uh, nursing school, right? Mm -hmm. And that was how you first saw what was happening in the hospital setting. Yeah. Um, and I just I have to touch on um, kind of Sarah's point of like this um, feeling of it being like a calling um, or like being called or drawn to it. Um, I hear many doulas say that, and I have to say that that was definitely my case. Um, I have my, my undergraduate is in um, nursing. And so during my maternity clinicals, I was operating as a doula without even realizing it, as you guys have both mentioned. And um, yeah, so I was in maternity clinicals and just supporting and holding space and whatever they kind of needed as a nursing student, providing uh, for different families and getting the opportunity to see cesareans. Um, and so just being able to have that kind of um, focus of, of being a doula uh, without even kind of realizing it. And then I had like a few years later after I graduated from, um, from school, I came just randomly came across the word doula um, like in an article. And I just started just to research it. And I just was like, this is something I want to do like I didn't even know this was a thing um, and so um, I it was the biggest jump that I did it and so uh, after that I've now been a doula for five years and I'm just so grateful to be able to just operate in this space of um, holding space for, for families and whatever decisions that they make and um, like you know both of you have mentioned that your birth might not just go as you kind of have planned and being that uh, person that is that constant, uh, it can be just reassuring for people. And so it's just a lot of misconceptions about, like you said, what doulas do and what we represent. Um, so it's a lot of, those are also great points to be able to educate people on uh, what we do and how we, that we're more than just the basic words of like informational support, educational support, and physical support. It's just so many layers um, that we provide that I think is, is valuable for um, the public to know in general. Yeah, I think that that's a, a good point that those terms or those ways of describing the role sound so dry compared to what it actually is like yeah. <laughs> to work as a doula. To wrap up the show today, you're going to hear two examples of how doulas supported their clients when things didn't go according to plan. She labored for quite a while and um, and was really just running out of running out of steam, and the progress just didn't seem to be happening in a way that was sustainable uh, for her and the baby. So. They, um, they moved to the OR and, um, and I was able to, to go in there with them. So that was um, probably one of the first times as a, as a doula that, um, that I was able to support someone during a C-section. Um, and I was welcomed into that space and I was able to continuously do my, my doula role in the same way that I had been doing when I um, supported their labor. And um, 
and I remember a moment right before we went into the OR, we were, it was uh, her, her husband and I were in the hall um, waiting for them to tell us that we could come back to the OR and just sitting with him and being with him and his feelings and emotions that he had in response to um, his seeing his, his wife not be able to have the birth that she had planned for and just hearing you know him feel the way that he felt in that moment and reassuring him in the sense that you know that everything that that they had done had been um, really was not uh, in vain you know that they had they had um, it just simply did not uh, happen in the way that they had ideally hoped but I just remember him turning to me and just saying I'm so thankful that you're here to just be with with me in this hallway because the last time that this happened I was in the hall and I was all alone <laughs> and it just my heart went out to him you know he, he cared so much about her and, and what she had gone through this whole you know three years across you know this whole experience happening um, but anyway, I just I shared that to sort of illustrate um, that what we, you know, the primary focus of what our role is, is, is not outcome based, even though, again, like we, we support as many different options and choices as we can, uh, we can point to for people. But when it doesn't happen that way, we're, we're, we're there with them in those moments as well. Altogether, their, their birth was about uh, two days, and we did a lot of phone support, and we did a lot of, um, then we actually met at the hospital, and she had got all the way uh, to like nine centimeters, and she had continued to kind of progress and um, had unfortunately had to go and have a cesarean, uh, which wasn't her birthing plan, um, but we're just very grateful that after everything happened, that she did. Um, however, after the birth, there were some complications with the baby and just being able to hold space for them and their family and, um, you know, that emotional piece of just, that like something as simple as touch or something as simple as like just being silent or letting the people letting your clients get out what they need to get out um because your nurses are coming in and out the room and ha they would love to be able to and, and you know be there for you but they just unfortunately sometimes don't have that opportunity and so being able to have someone in the space to ask answer questions or to just be there for them as they're making difficult calls and making um, processing uh, their birth and their different complications that came up with the baby and um, even being able to go with the father to uh, the ICU with the baby for the first time and um, you know just having these it's about the detailed subtle moments um, that are just like irreplaceable in certain families' minds about our work. 
Um, so it's really, I found that doula work is all about the details. Um, it's the little things that we do, the, the hand-holding, the silence, being in silence, being in, um, you know, whether that's prayer or whatever spiritual practice or not, not nothing at all. Um, it's just those small things that have so much value and um, one of the most grateful things that I, I've seen that, that came from kind of that experience with that family. Everyone always remembers those birth stories from TV where the water breaks and the baby's coming immediately. Well, my water broke and nothing was happening. That's next time on Doula Cafe.